This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. All right, guys, this is the next episode in the Botching Afghanistan series, and this is with Michelle Black. So Michelle Black was on episode 198 of this podcast. We had a very, very emotional but awesome interview where we talked about her book, Sacrifice, A Gold Star Widow's Fight for the Truth. So she lost her husband, Brian, not in Afghanistan, but she lost him in a kind of the Niger, Mali area in Africa. And she has a unique perspective, as all these guests have in this series, because she is a gold star widow, right? Um, this is a person who has had to live with that as she continues to try to raise her her boys and to kind of traverse through society and through what the future is going to look like. And so I appreciated uh, her being able to take some time to talk about this because again, for a lot of Gold Star families, this has really reopened some wounds. And so again, I don't want to keep her from you any longer. No fanfare. Let's get into it. Michelle, thank you for coming back on the show. I know that the circumstances are a little bit crazy. Uh, we're not going to be doing the same level of fanfare that we did with the last episode, but uh, I know that a lot of my listeners would love to hear your perspective on what's going on, and and we'll just kind of figure it out from, from where we start. Uh, but I just wanted to just initially kick it off with getting your overall thoughts as to what has happened in Afghanistan and what is currently happening on the ground there. Well, first of all, I appreciate you having me on, Kyle. Um my initial thoughts, I think I'm feeling what so many Americans are feeling, which is just uh, devastated. Seeing the images from yesterday, it was very similar. It, it was like reliving 9-11, honestly. But, um, but almost worse, because even though it was not in our country, you felt so helpless um, and it comes after years of sacrificing so much, uh, for, um, for what we hoped would one day be, um, you know, some freedom for the, for, for the Afghan people. Um, I think that when, when you sacrifice, you know, spouses, you sp sacrifice, um, you know, the fathers and mothers of your children and your sons and daughters, you hope that it is to accomplish something. You know, I, I say at the end of my book that, you know, greater than the sacrifice. Um, so greater than all of these lives that we have sacrificed is the freedom that that sacrifice afforded. And um when that when you see things like what we saw yesterday it just it tears your heart out not just for those people but it brings up that grief because that grief has no um almost no reason it it, it just it's it really cuts deep it really cuts deep 
Well, uh, I mean, we'll just kind of launch into it because this is the this is the question. So we'll just kind of rip the bandaid off. But obviously, you're a gold star spouse. You know, you lost your husband Brian. Now he didn't die in Afghanistan, but he did die serving this country, and he was killed by Muslim fundamentalists. And you know, it's you have a unique perspective on this because you you don't just become a gold star widow once you are a gold star widow for the rest of your life. And as we saw in your book sacrifice, it's how you decide to, to use that calling because it becomes a calling whether you want it or not, but you can wallow in it or you can overcome. And you were certainly an overcomer, but I, I guess what is your perspective as to what gold star families should be feeling today? And I know everyone is unique and everyone has their own emotions and they're going to work through this in their own ways. But there are people that are everywhere from completely crippled, sad to out of their minds, angry because they lost a son or a daughter or, or a brother or a husband or a wife. And there's, there's the only guy we have to tell us anything is Joe Biden getting up there reading words on a teleprompter that he didn't read, that he didn't write, didn't read beforehand. And then he goes back on vacation and I guess he doesn't really care that much. So, and I don't want to kind of get into the politics just yet, but as a gold star widow, as a leader of a gold star family, what would you say to other families that are in this position? That's, you know, that's, that's so hard because the grief is so individual. And I feel like I've gone through all of those emotions the last 24 hours. Even yesterday morning, you know, I was trying to write down my thoughts and rationalize everything. And okay, you know, we can't stay in a 20 year war and let's, let's be, let's be practical. But the truth is, you know, by the end of the day, I'm in tears and my heart is broken. And then the next, you know, I wake up this morning and I'm enraged. And all of it has to do with the fact that, you know, um, we, you know, it's, it's so deep on so many levels. You know, my husband worked alongside a partner force as well. So there, there are so many different aspects to this. It's not just that we left. It's, because that that's that's not the issue to me. You know, it, it makes sense that we can't stay in these 20 year, 30 year conflicts and keep dragging them on. That that's not the point. It's that these sacrifice these sacrifices afford freedom. And and when we see um partner forces coming alongside, we understand Thing, concepts like no man left behind, right? We, we, we never leave a brother behind or a sister behind on the, on the battlefield. And I think about my husband partnering with the Nigerian partner force on the ground, and he loved the Nigerian people just as everyone in the, um, the U.S. Uh, military members working in Afghanistan partnered with the Afghanis and learned to love them. So when we see images where we are leaving them behind to just be massacred. Um, it, it's, it's so hard to deal with because it's another level of grief because it's not, now we're not just grieving the loss of our, you know, I'm not just grieving the loss of my spouse. If say Brian died in Afghanistan. Now I'm thinking about all of the Afghani brothers that were working alongside him, that he sacrificed. Let's say, you know, he sacrificed to save one of his uh, one of his Afghani brothers, and now that Afghani brother has been left behind to be massacred by um, the Taliban. I, I mean, 
that to me would just tear me apart. Every person who made it home when Brian was killed, every person from his team, um, that to me brought home pieces of Brian. But if I were to then see all the members who, you know, even if the Nigerian partner force who survived being massacred, that is just, oh God, that, yeah, that just, that brings back all that grief. So I don't know what to say to those families, except I am so sorry. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's too many things to be mad at, but there's also too many things to be sad about all at the same time. And so, cause there's a lot of blame to go around, namely with Joe Biden, because he is the commander in chief. So the buck has to stop somewhere, even though if you listen to his press conference, um, you know, earlier this week, I'm not sure when we're going to be releasing this, but we are recording it on Tuesday, the 17th, but you know, we're going to be learning a whole lot more things as things go, but things aren't going to get better for these Afghan, Afghani people as the days and weeks go on, it's only going to get worse because you can't look at the Taliban like it's just another country that disagrees with us politically and we're going to go to war over some sort of a squabble. These are people that have a fundamentally different view of humanity than we do. And they're going to treat these people differently. And a great point was made in an earlier episode where there are people that were born in Afghanistan after the Americans were there, basically, you know, kicking the Taliban's butt and kind of moving, moving through the country and stabilizing it. So there are people that are in high school and in college in Afghanistan that all of a sudden are not going to be able to go to school anymore. Like the young girls, especially like the, their lives are going to complete, be completely irrevocably changed. And so I, I guess one thing to, to transition to another subject matter is no one's really talking about the generals. And it's because it's seemingly the generals all gave Biden the advice to not do this. And he did it anyway. But obviously, for those of you that have read your book, Sacrifice, which, you know, that'll be in the show notes, you should definitely go pick up a copy. You know, there's a lot of crap that goes on and cover ups and, and mix ups and moving around that the government does all to save face, all to make sure that people can still ascend the ladder and get that next job or that next promotion in a situation like this. Knowing what you know about the ins and outs of that process, would you expect to be there to be some fallout? Would you expect there to be some heads that are going to roll? Or is this going to be an extreme example of people playing the cover-up game? That's a hard one to call. Um, I mean, from my personal experience, I I hate to say it, but I would expect a lot of cover-up. Um, I, I would hope that there would be some responsibility um, held. But even in yesterday's press conference, it was so reminiscent of the press conference I heard after, um, of, you know, the media brief held by General Waldhauser following the incident in which my husband was killed, where it started out with, you know, General Waldhauser stating basically the buck stopped with him. And he made a lot of great points. But in the end, blame was shifted elsewhere. And um, I think Biden did a great job initially of, hey, buck stops with me. The speech, it was a great speech. There were a lot of good points. But in the end, there was also a lot of blame passed off elsewhere. And if you're going to say the buck stops with you, you have to actually accept full blame. Um you know? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that I'm, 
I'm curious to watch as well. But another thing that you're you're uniquely suited to speak on is how the media will react to certain situations. Because obviously, in the situation that was surrounding Brian and his team being killed, uh, the media malfeasance in some of the things that were going on in the media was was absurd. It was ridiculous. Again, you detail that very well in your book, but. What do you think the media is going to do? Because me personally, you know, early part of this week, I feel like even the left-wing media is is pounding Biden a little bit. There's very few people that are coming out praising him for his his leadership abilities or his decision-making capabilities. There are people even on his side of the aisle that are like, yeah, Joe Biden's basically been an idiot about foreign policy his entire career. Why would we expect this to be any different? This is just going to be the bloodiest of all the mistakes that he's made. But from your perspective, knowing what the media likes and what the stories that they want to run is, you know, what would you say is, what do you think is going to happen with the media? Do you feel like they're going to try to shift the media to or shift the narrative to maybe help Joe Biden or, or, or maybe not you know that's so hard to tell because i think i've been surprised this week pleasantly um how honest the reporting has been because i i and i i think the media does listen to military leadership and that was where the issue happened with the incident with my husband because the military leadership um, in that incident were covering up for upper level leaders. Here, the military leadership, um, I'm guessing, are not covering up for Biden. They're, they're just saying this was bad, but that could be because some of them went along with it and they wanna, you know, I, I mean, I don't know, honestly. So th this is, I, I've been um, cautiously optimistic that we're going to get the, you know, real good coverage on this very open and honest discussion. I mean, and I think too, when you have images coming out, like what we saw yesterday, nobody can, can skew that. I mean, what we saw with our own eyes, you can't just write that off or pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, I think right now we're in a position as Americans to maybe take a little bit of a break from complaining about the things that we complain about, because as Americans, we complain about some of the dumbest crap possible, but it's part of the reason is because since you know, nine, you know, 2001, right. Since September 11, 2001, we haven't really had to deal with any issues that were like right here in front of us. So we've been able to make up all these, you know, different things to complain about, but seeing what the Afghan people are going through right now should be a constant reminder to people of how lucky we are to be Americans. Uh, because another great point that was made on another show was that there are not people clinging to airplanes on tarmacs in America trying to get out, right? That's not something that happens. All these people yeah. that, that hate this country and we're the worst and we're so bigoted and we're so racist and we're so all these things, you're here and you want to be here and you want to stay here. Those people just want to get out. And I hope that there's some way that we can pay off the debt that we have to those people that all they wanted was to be an American someday. And so they helped us uh, while they were over there as an interpreter or as an informant or something like that. But, you know, time will tell over the next few weeks, it's going to be a crazy thing to watch. But uh, as we wind to a close here, I know it, it was just kind of crazy to get you on here last minute. We were glad you were able to make some time to do this. Is there any other message that you would want to give to the American people or the Afghan people as we watch this? Just, you know, honestly, pray for the gold star families. Um, and veterans, especially, you know, the Vietnam veterans and the Afghan veterans. Um, 
because it's like reliving so much of what um, we've all already gone through. But more than that, um, pray for the Afghans. Um, yeah, and and for the Afghan people, you know, I think the American people on a whole uh, are not happy with how this transpired. We are on your side and um, this was not a decision that we were a part of and we would not have supported. Um, not, not this way. All right. That's a good place to leave it. Michelle, thanks for coming back on. Thank you for having me.